This is Adam Hulse. Thanks for tuning into this episode of my podcast. I will be stepping away from the NFL for this week to talk a little bit of playoff baseball. That's right. MLB postseason is here. The bracket is set. I will be giving my picks and predictions for every series throughout the MLB playoffs. I'll start with the wild card round. I'll go round by round, series by series, pick a winner all the way through the World Series. But first, before I get into all of that, I would like to say that this podcast is brought to you by La Touraine, the best affordable luxury watches and accessories on the market. Go to their website, pick out what you want, and then use my promo code at checkout. It's simple, three capital letters, A-H-S. That will get you 10% off your entire order at LaTourain.com. We're also brought to you by Pick'em Wars, free-to-play contests, real cash prizes. Check out their website, Pick'emwars.com. You enter free contests. All you have to do is pick the winners. If you get the most right in that contest, you get paid out with real cash. There's no better way to play than for free with real money in the end of it. So go to Pick'emwars.com and check them out today. We are brought to you by Team Clicks. Team branded sunglasses and blue light blockers. They have every team, every major league, really cool designs. Make sure you check them out. Teamclicks.com. That's clicks with an X. T-E-A-M-C-L-I-X.com. And use my promo code, all capital letters, Adam Hulse Sports. That will get you all of your best deals and offers at teamclicks.com. That same exact promo code, all capital letters, Adam Hulse Sports, will get you all of your best deals and offers at fanatics.com. Fanatics has team branded literally anything you can think of, clothing, bedding, accessories, literally anything you could think of that you want your team name or team logo on. You can find it at fanatics.com and you can use my promo code, all capital letters, Adam Hole Sports to get all of your best deals and offers. Now, I would also like to tell you a little bit about the Rave On Sports app. I've been hosting Dallas Cowboys games on the Rave On Sports app. Awesome new concept. We watch the games live. We follow all of the action. We comment as it happens. And we battle chat with the team that we're facing off against. If you haven't checked out the Rave On Sports app, you really should. It's a really cool, unique concept that you're not going to find anywhere else. You can join me there for all of the Dallas Cowboys games during the NFL season. They are called Rave On Sports, and they can be downloaded in the App Store. Okay, so the last thing I want to talk about before I get into this episode of the podcast is I am currently competing in a fantasy football reality show competition. It's called The Trenches. It's presented by Armchair Athletics. You can find them on YouTube, Armchair Athletics, or on their website, thearmchairathletics.com. So it's basically a fantasy football league, but with all these twists and turns like you've never seen before. Players can sometimes disappear from your rosters. You can steal players off other people's teams. There's all these crazy twists and turns. We call them game breakers every week. We never really know what to expect on a weekly basis. They're always throwing curveballs at us, so we have to be ready for anything. And I'm playing for a large cash prize at the end of it. It's called The Trenches. It's presented by Armchair Athletics, so make sure you check Check that out. I'm playing for a charity in that show as well. It's called Merlin's Kids. What 
they do is they rescue dogs and then train those dogs to become service dogs and match them individually paired with a child with special needs, a returning veteran, or all kinds of people who may need a service dog for them. It's a great cause. It's a win-win for both sides. The dogs get a new home that they desperately need, and the people in need get the service dog that they're looking for. So win-win. If you have anything to give, please check out Merlin's Kids. I'm supporting them. I hope you can too. It's an excellent cause. Now, everything I just mentioned from the charity to the show to the apps to our sponsors can all be found in one place on my Twitter page at Adam Hull Sports is the handle at the top of my page. The pinned tweet has my most recent episode of the podcast. And then if you scroll through the comment section, I have direct links to everything that I just talked about. So if you're looking for anything I just mentioned, they can be all be found on my Twitter page at Adam Hull Sports and make sure you follow me while you're there as well. Okay, with all of that being said, let's now jump into this episode of the podcast. As I mentioned at the beginning, I will be giving my MLB playoff predictions for this season, round by round, series by series. I'll give a little bit of a breakdown. I'll pick a winner. We'll go all the way through to the World Series. Okay, I will start with the wild card round. I'll start with the National League, and the first series I will get to is the Phillies against the Cardinals. Look, the Phillies have had a bit of an issue in recent years with underperforming. They've had a very talented roster, especially their batting lineup, but they haven't been able to make the playoffs in a few years. That's been a disappointment from their ends. They got in this year. They kind of stumbled in a little bit at the end of the season. They were not playing great at the end of the year. They almost let it slip away from them, but they were able to hold on and punch their ticket. Look, they specifically have two really good pitchers at the top of their rotation, Aaron Nola and Zach Wheeler, but the thing I dislike the most about the Phillies is is their bullpen. I do not trust the bullpen when it gets later into games, especially in the playoffs. That's when some of the most important innings of the season come in, and I just don't trust the arms that the Phillies have to really get it done in those big spots. I think they're going to score runs. Bryce Harper, of course, Reese Hoskins, they have a great lineup, and I think that they're going to be able to score some runs as they usually do. I like the pitching, especially at the top of the rotation. It's the bullpen that really does concern me. And also just the trend of them underachieving lately. Sure, they did get into the playoffs this year like they probably should have for a few years now. But when it all comes down to it, I just don't have a whole ton of faith that the Phillies are really going to go deep into this playoffs. And they face a Cardinals team in the first round that has been very solid all year long. The Cardinals are one of those teams where like they're not super great like on paper when you just look at the roster as a whole after Goldschmidt and Arenado, of course. But they just win games. They play solid baseball. They're one of the best defensive teams in all of baseball. They pitch good enough. They score enough runs. They're just so fundamentally sound. It's kind of like they play old school baseball the right way. They play defense. They get outs. They get hits. They score runs. They keep it simple. And I like that about the Cardinals this season. Now, my one concern would be their pitching rotation. It's not a bad pitching rotation. It's not a great rotation either. As we know, in baseball playoffs, pitching is so important. It's absolutely critical. The Cardinals' arms are good. They're not great. I do really like the lineup. Look, Paul Goldschmidt was one of the best hitters in the National League this year. I mean, his numbers really do jump off the page. He hit 35 home runs. He had a 
982 OPS, a 317 batting average, 115 RBIs. Goldschmidt's been phenomenal, one of the absolute best hitters in the National League this year. He's protected behind him by Arenado, also a great slugger. Those two corner infielders, they're great bats. They're also excellent defensively. They are the anchor of the Cardinals team this year. I do like that they're getting their opportunity to play together this year in the postseason. I think that they can do big things. I like both of them in clutch spots as well. And the Cardinals just kind of seem to be on a little bit of a magical ride this year, especially with all of the Pujols stuff, right? Pujols surpassed 700 home runs this season. Legendary milestone. I mean, Albert Pujols is among the greatest hitters in baseball history with all of his numbers, everything he's accomplished. He's done it clean too. He never came up in any of the steroid reports or anything like that. I mean, when you look at his career as a whole, just as a hitter, I mean, he's a top five, top 10 at the worst hitter in baseball history and he kind of got hot late in this season he hit a whole bunch of home runs later in the year to pass that 700 he passed it with time to spare with a couple home runs to spare this is kind of like the last dance for Albert Pujols, Yadier Molina, Adam Wainwright this group of veterans that's been with the Cardinals for so long, the fan favorites there, the core of the team for so long. Yes, Pujols went away for a while. He came back for his curtain call for like this one last dance type of situation. So again, I do think that there's a little bit of magic with the Cardinals. I think they are going to make a deeper postseason run. I don't think they're done yet. I don't think the Phillies are going to be the team to take them out. So I am picking the Cardinals to advance in this first series. Next up in in the National League is an interesting one. The Padres and the Mets. Two very talented teams, obviously. The Padres went all out at that trade deadline. They obviously got Juan Soto, which is enormous. Not just one of the best young players in baseball, one of the best players in baseball, period. He already has postseason experience. He helped the Nationals win that World Series when he was only like 20 years old at that time, and he was their best player then. So, obviously, a huge trade deadline move by the Padres. They got Josh Bell in that same deal as well to really load up that lineup with Manny Machado. And then, on the pitching side, they brought in Josh Hader, who's been one of the best relievers in baseball over the last couple of years. Now, the thing with the Padres, though, is despite all of that talent, despite all of those additions, they've kind of underperformed this year. They only won 89 games. On paper, it looks like they should have won at least 100 games with that roster they have, the line up the rotation, the bullpen, all of it. So they have underachieved a bit, but this is still a very scary team. This is not a team that I don't think anybody really wants to play in a series right now because of the talent, because of the depth. And they will face off against the Mets who, I mean, I said that the Phillies kind of stumbled into the playoffs a little bit. The Mets didn't stumble into the playoffs, but they really hurt their situation in that second to last series of the season against the Braves. All the Mets really had to do in that three-game series against the Braves was not get swept, and they pretty much had this first-round bye locked up. They would have been one of the top two seeds, got the bye like the Dodgers and Braves ended up getting. If the Mets won that series against the Braves, they clinched that. All they really had to do, though, they could have lost two out of three and just won one game in that series, and they still would have controlled their own destiny in the final series of the season. But they got swept by the Braves, and they got swept by the Braves with Skurzer and DeGrom, both 
pitching for the Mets. So they had their best guys on the mounds. They had their usual lineup that got them to this point, but they could not even win a single game against the Braves. To me, that is super concerning about the Mets. That basically was a preview of a postseason series for the Mets, and they blew it. I mean, there's no other way to put it. They completely botched that series. They controlled their own destiny going into the series, meaning if they won that series, the first round by along with the Dodgers would have been theirs. All they had to do was win at least one game to still control their own destiny in the final three games of the season. They weren't able to do any of it. The Braves got it done. The Braves swept the Mets. And because the Mets were unable to get it done in that series, despite the fact that they have Scherzer and DeGrom, the best one-two punch pitchers on paper, DeGrom has obviously not been himself for a long time. He missed basically an entire calendar year of baseball. And since he's been back this year, sure, he's been okay. He hasn't been a disaster, but he has not been that same dominant Jacob DeGrom unhittable that we're usually used to. So despite all that, despite how good the Mets have been this whole season as a whole and how the Padres have underachieved, the fact that the Mets could not win a single game against the Braves when all three of them were basically do or die games gives me no faith in the Mets advancing so I am picking the Padres over the Mets in that series okay so moving over now to the AL wild card the first one we have the Rays against the Guardians now the Rays this season are not as good as the last few years that the Raves had been in my opinion their lineup is not as deep their bullpen is still very good as it usually is I just don't think it's as dominant as usual or as deep as usual they don't have the same pitching lineup depth that's kind of been the staple of the Rays and why they've been so good for the last few years in a World Series contender for the last few years. I don't really view them that way this season. I mean, of course, they're a good team. They did make it to the postseason. They're always a scrappy team. They're a team that usually finds ways to win, and that's kind of been their identity for the last few years. They're innovative. They're creative. They do it in a lot of different kind of ways and unconventional kind of ways. I just don't have the faith in the Rays this year as maybe I thought they were much better the last few years than this one. They just don't scare me this year. I think that they're very young and they're still going to be good for a while and the Rays aren't going anywhere anytime soon in terms of being playoff contenders. I just don't think that this is the team to make a deep run. And they face off against a Guardians team that, I mean, I said scrappy and finding ways to win. I mean, that's kind of what the Guardians have been. And they're also kind of have that old school type of baseball that I mentioned with the Cardinals earlier. They play excellent defense. They're very good with pitching. I mean, the Guardians pitching as a whole between the rotation and the bullpen has been phenomenal, and they just play solid baseball. Pitch it well, play great defense, get timely hits when you have to. They have an absolute superstar in Jose Ramirez, one of the most underrated players in baseball, in my opinion. I mean, he's clearly a top five or 10 player, in my opinion. He doesn't always get that recognition that I think he deserves. Switch hitter, great fielder, can play multiple positions, great hitter from both sides of the plate. He hits for average, he hits for power. Love Jose Ramirez. 
the Guardians have strong pitchers at the top of the rotation, Shane Bieber, etc. A very deep bullpen. Clace, their closer, has been outstanding. So the Guardians have kind of been one of the more surprise teams this year. They weren't necessarily projected to be a playoff team. They've been better than advertised. Clean, solid baseball, and I think they're going to get it done against the Rays and advance. Okay, so speaking of surprise teams, that brings us to our final American League wildcard series. How about the Seattle Mariners? I don't think anybody really saw the Mariners being this good this year. I definitely didn't have them as a playoff team. I don't think many people did. They have some good, talented young players. Props to them, too. They made moves this year to really improve the roster and go for it when they got off to their good start. They added Luis Castillo to their rotation. They have Robbie Ray in their rotation. They went out and got Jesse Winker, though he's severely underperformed. I do like that the Mariners, they made moves. They were very active. They really went for it. They saw that their team was going to be maybe better than even they expected, which is why they made those later moves during the season to really improve this roster. They thought they could make it to the playoffs after their good start. They added pieces that they needed to make that happen, and they made it happen. Here they are. Julio Rodriguez, one of the best rookies in baseball, bright young star. He's kind of been like the centerpiece of that team this season. So obviously a lot of things to like about the Mariners right now and for the future, but they're going to have their hands full in this series with the Blue Jays. Now the Blue Jays have one of the better lineups on paper in baseball, loaded with young stars, very strong from top to bottom. Vladdy Guerrero, Bo Bichette, George Springer. I mean, this lineup can really do serious damage. When they're hitting and when they're gelling on offense, they're one of the best offensive teams in baseball. Now, their pitching has been spotty at times. It hasn't been as reliable as some of the other teams in this playoffs. If they had a more solid rotation and bullpen, I think they could even be legitimate World Series contenders with how good their lineup is. Now, I like the Blue Jays prospect much more for the future than I do this year because of all those great young hitters that I just mentioned. I mean, look, they have some good young pictures like Alec Manoa. I think they are going to get better as time goes on. They're definitely a super dangerous team because of what they can do offensively right now, but I think they are more of a team to watch down the road over the next couple years as they continue to develop and get even better than they are right now. For this season, I don't see them making too deep of a run, but I am picking them to get past probably the biggest surprise story in baseball this year the Mariners so I'm picking the Blue Jays to advance in this one okay so moving on to the next round now I will go back to the NL I had the Cardinals advancing over the Phillies and they will take on the Braves the Braves are one of the most complete teams in baseball the rotation has been excellent very deep a lot of great young pitchers that really stepped up their bullpen has been solid their lineup has been great again there's no holes to the Braves team they're very good everywhere solid top to bottom they are the defending champions by the way and they prove that they have that clutch that met series that i talked about earlier in the podcast the braves kind of needed to sweep that series to really give themselves a chance at winning the division and getting that first round by and they got it done they got the sweep done so though this is a young team we know it's a talented team they proved their maturity and their clutch by getting that sweep and by getting this first round by. They obviously have playoff experience by winning the World Series last year, so there's a ton to like about the Braves team, but 
I'm actually picking another upset in this one. I am taking the Cardinals to advance again. I talked, I think this is kind of like a magic season in a way for the Cardinals. They will definitely have their hands full with how good and how deep the Braves are. But I just think that the Cardinals are going to keep things rolling. I have them going ahead in that series. Okay, so the other divisional series in the NL is kind of a rivalry match. It's going to be the Dodgers against the Padres for me. Now, I mean, there's not enough good things to say about the Dodgers. They've been the very best team in baseball from start to finish this year. They've been the very best team in baseball for the last several years. Now, I see baseball as kind of played in offense, defense, starting pitching, relief pitching, those four things to me are the most important four things in baseball and there's a case that could be made that the Dodgers are the best in all four of them or at least three out of the four of them that's how good the Dodgers are that's how good the Dodgers have been their rotation is one of the best in baseball their offense one of the best in baseball bullpen defense you get the point the Dodgers are just really good no holes to their game they're super deep as well their bench is strong their bullpen is strong so as much as I like the talent on the Padres roster I just don't think it's good enough to beat the Dodgers the Dodgers on their best on a good day are better than anybody in baseball if they bring their a performance there's nobody that's really gonna beat the Dodgers it would take a really special performance I don't see that coming out of the Padres so I have the Dodgers advancing in that one but if there needs to be a special performance that's going to upset the Dodgers I'm sticking with the team that I just keep saying I just have a gut feeling about the Cardinals this year about coming out of the NL so though I think that the Dodgers are the much better team in almost every phase of the game. I mean, maybe the Cardinals are better defensively than the Dodgers, but probably everything else the Dodgers are much better than the Cardinals at. I'm throwing that away. I'm still saying that the Cardinals are going to upset the Dodgers, and the Cardinals, surprisingly, are the team that's going to come out of the NL and represent in the World Series. Okay, so moving back to the AL now, I had the Guardians defeating the Rays, and they will be taking on the Yankees. I mean, how do you mention the Yankees this year without talking about Aaron Judge. He just had one of the best offensive seasons in baseball history. The 62 home runs and also almost getting the triple crown. He just missed out on the average for winning the triple crown as well. Again, this is right up there with one of the best statistical offensive seasons that's ever happened. It's probably in the top three. You can make a case for it being number one phenomenal season from Aaron Judge which by the way is a contract year for him as well he didn't work out that long-term deal last season with the Yankees he kind of played in limbo this season he'll be looking for a contract this coming offseason and just imagine all those millions of dollars that Judge just made for himself this season with this phenomenal he bet on himself it worked out great for him but now he just has to do it in the postseason right great offensive season it's one that won't really be forgotten but you know at least for Yankee fans like myself we want to see this continue in the postseason the Yankees have been a great regular season team for what feels like forever they've made the playoffs like 30 years in a row or something like that they're always good in the regular season they always get to the postseason it's the shortcomings in the postseason that's been the problem now their pitching has been okay the last few years in the postseason that really hasn't been the problem now maybe Garrett Cole though a great pitcher hasn't been as good as we hoped he would be when he came to the Yankees he's still been one of the best pitchers in baseball but we were hoping he would be something super special and really get the Yankees over the hump 
That was the goal when they signed Garrett Cole to that huge contract. He's done his job relatively, but he hasn't necessarily elevated this team to the next level yet. Between Cole and Judge, that's what they have to do this postseason. Cole has to be lights out pitching. Judge needs to be as good offensively in the postseason as he was in the regular season so that this postseason slump that the Yankees have been going through these last few years doesn't haunt them again this year. The issue really has been the last few years simply that the Yankees have not hit in the postseason. They have not gotten hits in big spots when they've needed to get hits. They have not scored enough runs in the postseason. They score plenty in the regular season, but the bats keep going quiet when it matters the most in the postseason. They can't let that happen again this year. Judge has to kind of put the team on his back in a way. I mean, look, he's not the only good offensive player on this team. The Yankees are loaded offensively with a ton of great bats. Giancarlo Stanton, Anthony Rizzo, Josh Donaldson, DJ LeMayhew, Glaber Torres. I mean, I mean, it's a great lineup, obviously, but Judge has been so special this year. He has to continue to be special in the postseason, and Garrett Cole needs to go back to being unhittable like he was with the Astros. He's been very good as a Yankee. I'm not knocking him. I'm not saying he's been a bust or anything like that because he definitely hasn't, but let's take it to a new level this year. Cole and Judge need to lead the way. All of the Yankees need to take it to the next level this season. Be that same dominant team in the postseason that they are in the regular season. And that is going to start with a series win against the Guardians and move on. For the other AL Divisional Series, I had the Blue Jays advancing to take on the Houston Astros. Now, the Houston Astros this season were not as good on paper coming into the year as they have been the last few years, but it hasn't mattered. The Astros just seem to have so much talent in their minor system, in their whole organization right now, that they've almost become like plug-and-play in a way. This rotation was kind of patchwork with younger guys, a lot of unproven guys, after Justin Verlander, of course, and they've all been great. That's just kind of been the Astro way recently, is that everybody just seems to step up for them. Whoever they need to be an important player for them for a season rises to the occasion and does so. So, obviously, have to give the Astros props for that. They obviously have a deep lineup. What I said about the pitchers can actually be said about their hitters too. They lose George Springer. They lose Carlos Correa, two of the best players in baseball at their respective positions. That's a lot of offensive production that gets taken off of the Astros lineup, but they really didn't miss a beat. They're still one of the best offensive teams in baseball, so you have to give props to the Astros organization. Whatever they're doing right now philosophically and through their training programs, it's working. Everyone they need to step up seems to step up. I don't see any way that the Blue Jays are going to be able to win that series against the Astros. I think they advance to the ALCS once again, where they seem to have lived over the last few years. And there will be another rematch with the New York Yankees. This has kind of been the Yankees' arch enemy over the last several years since about 2017. This has been the team that the Yankees have been unable to get past. The Astros have been the class of the American League. Both the Yankees and Astros have dominated the regular season. The Astros have been the best postseason team in recent years in the AL, kind of by far. The Astros are also the one seed, so they will have the home field advantage. 
They will also have the confidence on their side because they've beaten the Yankees in playoff series several times recently. But I just think this is going to be the year that it's different. Because of Aaron Judge, because of this special season, I kept saying before, one of the best offensive seasons we've ever seen. I believe he is going to rise to the occasion in the playoffs. He's going to put a cap on his special year by having a special postseason. Really put the cherry on top of all of it. And that'll start by finally beating the Astros in a playoff series and finally getting the Yankees back to the World Series where I think that they will play against the St. Louis Cardinals and I am picking the Yankees to win the World Series this year. It's been a long drought for Yankee standards. Maybe not for baseball standards. Maybe not for really any team in any sports standards. But for Yankee standards, it's World Series or bust every series for the Yankees. It's been too long since they've been there. It's been too long since they've won one. I think this is the year Aaron Judge takes him there. He's already been special to another level in baseball history this year. He's going to keep it going. He's going to carry it through the postseason. He's truly going to go down by having one of the most legendary seasons in baseball history. He will be the regular season MVP. He will be the World Series MVP, and he will be the guy that got the Yankees out of their World Series drought. Now, let's just hope that the Yankees give him that contract he's looking for when this is all said and done, so he could stay in New York and keep doing this moving forward. So, that is my prediction for the World Series. Yankees over Cardinals. That wraps up all I have for this episode of the podcast, which is brought to you by La Touraine, Pick'em Wars, Team Clicks, Fanatics, Rave On Sports, The Trenches, presented by Armchair Athletics, and Merlin's Kids Charity. All of those great things can be found in one place on my Twitter page, at Adam Hulse Sports. All of the direct links are there. Make sure you follow me while you're on the page. I hope you come back next week for another episode of the podcast. Until then, this has been Adam Hulse. Thanks for listening.